Down to Business with Bobby Kerr. Brought to you by Bank of Ireland on News Talk. Now, during the week, the annual Pendulum Summit was on. The yearly event uh, every year has had a staggering lineup of inspirational speakers. And this year was no exception. On Thursday this week, I got to meet Dr. John Gray, who famously wrote, Men are from Mars, Women are from Venus. I'm going to bring you that interview now, but I do want to caution you that some of John's views might be seen as somewhat old-fashioned or even sexist, uh, but he would defend them by saying that they're biologically sound. Have a listen and see what you think. So it's been almost 30 years since the publication of Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus, the book that became a go-to relationship manual for millions of people. One of its authors, Dr. John Gray, has been speaking here at the Pendulum Summit. I'm delighted to say he joins me now. John, you're very welcome to the programme. Happy to be with you. Now, John, it's, it's maybe not today or yesterday, 30 years ago, and 50 million copies later. Uh, tell us a little bit about the book and maybe the time when the book came out, and then we'll talk maybe about the present day. Yeah, we're in a different time now. Men and women are still biologically very different. However, we adapt to the circumstances, and the circumstances today are very different than before. Uh, so a lot of the practical applications of my ideas are no longer fully relevant for everybody. It used to be that more traditional, a woman was dependent on a man, so all you had to do was have a good job, not get angry too much, and she was a happy wife. Today, when women can be independent, what do I need you for? Okay. So she's got a whole new list of needs that we don't understand as men, and they're called emotional needs. And is, is your science based on biology? Completely. Well, my ideas all started with men from Mars, and you know, I'm doing this for 40 years. So what I did is I looked into biology that explains on a biological level what I've been teaching for 40 years. Okay. What about things like the mobile phone? Because um, I, I, I see you've, like that, the mobile phone has changed so many things. But when we talk about relationships, the mobile phone has changed a lot. Yeah, well, the mobile phone is a dopamine stimulator, okay? That's, a dopamine is an addictive drug. Uh, well, cocaine, for example, produces high levels of dopamine. And so when your brain is getting stimulated by your phone, now your phone is getting more attention than your wife. Right. And that's not a good thing. And social media, uh, they're constantly seeing people in an altered, unrealistic state. You know, we could be on vacation. I, I know couples on vacation, they hate each other, but they'll smile for pictures. It seems like these people are eternally happy. And the women are going, why is my husband not treating me that way? And so forth. A lot of comparing and comparison is the thief of happiness. Yeah, interesting you say that because people then think everybody else is happy because they're led by these images, etc., on Instagram or whatever the platform might be. And there's this wannabe thing or FOMO, fear of missing out. Yeah, and yeah. that leads to further unhappiness. Complete unhappiness. And, but, you know, I'm not going to blame it all on social media. I, uh, before social media, there were problems between men and women. And the more men can understand women the more our wives will be happy and when women understand men better. Now, but what I mean, if I don't explain that, it doesn't make sense to people. But like when a man comes home from work, he needs cave time. He needs to have space. And women don't need that much space. And therefore, when he takes space and goes to his cave, 
She thinks he's mad at me or he doesn't love me or he doesn't care about me because in the beginning of the relationship, he didn't need so much space because he lived somewhere else. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go back to some of the fundamentals that, and we'll just maybe see how relevant they are today. You talked about a man being a rubber band and maybe that a woman operated uh, that like a wave. So can we just look at those two analogies? Well, those two analogies are still very applicable. Uh, a man will get close to a woman, okay, maybe make love, whatever, if we're talking date or even marriage, you go on a vacation together, you have a lot of sex together, he'll ignore her for the next three or four days, and she's feeling like, oh, we had such a great time, now we've gotten to a new, to level, a new level of intimacy. That's always going to be the case, even today. People may not be aware of it as much, but see, when a man spends time with a woman he loves, what happens, his estrogen, the female hormone, goes really high, too high. And now he has to find balance. And the way you find balance for a man is to withdraw. When you withdraw, detach, your testosterone levels go back up. Okay. So now you're balanced again. So we seek balance. When it comes to waves, what you get is many times a woman is happy and fulfilled. Men have to know that's not going to last all the time. Now, some women say, no, I'm happy all the time. And some women will say, no, I'm unhappy all the time. But the reality is when a woman feels supported, her mood will go very high. Then it will start to go down. And when it goes down, men will try to make her go back up rather than letting her go down and she'll automatically come back up. So this is this kind of maybe inherent weakness that a lot of men have is that you try and fix it. That's you right. try That's and it. you try and rationalize and everything. You help you think you're helping but you're not. That's right, you're not helping. You think, oh I'm trying to make her feel good. Actually give her what she needs is just to be able to process it out loud and just talk a bit, express herself. And that's a hard thing for us men to not interrupt with a fix or to not take it personally if she's not happy. You know, she might be talking about all these problems and you're thinking, hey, I work really hard. We have a great life. Why are you so unhappy? You see, we have to just back up and know that temporary, it's just temporary. She needs to talk about maybe some problems in her life or problems with you. If you don't react and just say, help me understand that better. Yeah. Tell me more. What else? The more words she speak that you're not resisting the more her estrogen will go up. And what's different about men and women biologically is when estrogen goes up, her stress levels go down. For men, when testosterone goes up, stress level goes down. So like we like competition, we like sports, because we're doing, we're accomplishing, we're achieving. And yes, it's a reality. We had one of the, the big managers here, and he's talking about when my team loses, I need a day of just being depressed. And then I come back to energize my yeah. gut. Now that being depressed, it's not so much depressed. It's just not, I need to do something alone. I just need to be with myself for a while or watch the news or work out in the gym. These are all activities that are not intimate with a woman. But when you're intimate with a woman or just feeling a lot of love for your children, that can raise your estrogen and lower your testosterone. So we need our, our cave time sometimes. Some critics have maybe called the book and your views somewhat sexist, John. Yes. What, what do you say to that? Oh, well, I always say, have you actually read the book? Because <laughs> a lot of people just assume, because I'm saying men and women are different, yeah. that I'm sexist. Because when people in the past quite often would focus on differences, they were making fun, yeah. they were putting down. I don't do that. What I do is how to validate, how to affirm, see the goodness that she's offering and what does she need and how can you give her more? And same thing with men. Because when women don't understand men, 
they think that we're not loving. Of course we're loving. We just show our love in different ways than women do. What about the threshold of boredom now? The fact that, you know, and I, not to go back to social media, but the fact that, you know, stimulation is almost instantaneous. There's any amount of it out there. And in, in terms of not getting bored in our relationship, right. how do we prevent that? Okay, fantasy produces more dopamine than reality. Okay, this is why, you know, you, you, you're looking at your little iPad, you're looking at your porn, you're looking at the computer. You get way more dopamine from that than looking at your wife or talking with your wife. And the more dependent you are on high stimulation means that you're unable to feel stimulated by low stimulation, yeah. which is interaction. You take kids who are like crazy, restless, uh, you know, uh, they, they put labels on it, but I'll just say a, a child who can't focus, who's, who's restless, uh, falls asleep when he's reading, put him in nature for seven days, he becomes a completely different child. Because what happens with high stimulation, I'll try to be scientific briefly in a simple way, the dopamine gets produced, it goes into receptor sites, and when a lot of dopamine gets produced, all the receptor sites say, mmm, that tastes good, and they close down. Okay. And once they close down, then everything around you is boring, and that's the basis of addiction, is if this is boring, then I need that high stimulation. And so what we have to do is, we're always gonna have high stimulation. We have to balance it with low stimulation yeah. and know that there's going to be this boring side of things. So let me explain the dopamine thing one more time. This is so interesting because you're saying how to create a bit more of that attraction over time. Relationships yeah. get routine and boring. What that is, the newness of a relationship stimulates high dopamine. Yeah. In a man, high dopamine raises your testosterone. That's what gives you the interest and the motivation It's your testosterone. The dopamine just increases the testosterone. It makes you want to do something. It gives you energy, basically, yeah. testosterone. And for women, estrogen is what gives them love. So when newness happens in a relationship, women's estrogen levels go way up. That's why often you want to go on a little vacation with your wife, take her to a new restaurant, do something. This is... Uh, that newness will stimulate estrogen in her and then she'll love you more. She'll f be able to feel her love for you. We can love our partners but not fully feel it. That's the thing here. So I have a lot of tools and techniques in order for, to create that attraction. But I'm going to give you one of the most powerful ones, maybe controversial, okay? And that is people say, I want to feel like we felt in the beginning. Yeah. Okay. Well, what did you do when you were in the beginning? First of all, men didn't do big things for you. He did little things for you. You know, he planned a date, he gave you a hug, he held your hand. That's what made her fall in love. And then once we're married, we only do the big stuff. We forget the little stuff is what actually gave her the juice, the estrogen. Yeah. So in a man's mind, if I give her 50 roses, that should last me a month of, of affection, you know? But it's just one surge of estrogen. <laughs> give her one rose, it's the same as 50 roses. So here's a little, another process I teach every day for couples to do this for a couple of minutes at some random time. Bring the interest in the relationship is the five minute help. We to say to you every day, it doesn't actually have to be every day, but it's for five minutes, would you help me? Now, that means a little request. So she prefaces by, it'll only take a few minutes, would you make me tea? Now, she doesn't have to say if it only takes five minutes because just tea. And if I didn't understand what women need, I would be thinking, well, why should I make your tea? You can make it yourself. You know, it's just like, uh, I'm not asking you to make tea for me. No, the idea here is for men to do just a few extra things. It's a, it's a British thing called gilding the lily. 
the lily is already beautiful, but put a little gold on it, put a little sparkle. Well, on that note, I'm going off to the petrol forecourt to buy my bunch of uh, two euro flowers and bring it home and we'll see if that works. Yeah, uh, absolutely. <laughs> but the cons it's the consistency with it. And flowers is a symbol of romance because when you give them, they die in five days. <laughs> you got to keep at it. You got to keep at it. On that note, I leave it there. Dr. John Gray, author of Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus. Thanks so much oh, for joining real us. Pleasure. Real and a real pleasure, pleasure to so talk to you. Fun. Down to Business with Bobby Kerr. Brought to you by Bank of Ireland. Saturday morning at 11 on News Talk.